had to make something a little bit different today. Of course, that was an awesome remix of Stacey Q's Two of Hearts. Welcome to Thursday, my lovely minions and intellectuals out there. Of course, you know, it is me, Quita, a.k.a. Blasian Quita, on this amazing Thursday afternoon here in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, don't you know? No, <laughs> maybe that's a Northern meets like Minnesotian accent hybrid right there. But welcome to the Curvy Melhead Show, where, of course, I bring you alternative sounds and multi cultural opinions and today's guest I have to say I am a huge fan of chamber pop now and just just a great unique alternative sound I'm not going to waste any time they're going to be coming on 5:15 central time and here is lost and profound with superhuman <laughs> Toronto's very own Lost and Profound 
with Superhuman. And I I love this band. I, I think as a duo, they really complement each other very beautifully. Of course, you heard lead singer Lisa Bordeaux and lyricist, guitarist, and producer Terry Tompkins. We're going to have the both of them on today. And I just enjoy, you know, it's just kind of nice music to chill and like relax too, and it just it just helps you to ease yourself in the day. Like that's the type of music that I like to listen to. I mean, you can only take so much hardcore in one day. You know what I mean? You know exactly what I mean. So before we have our lovely guest of honor come on shortly, let's do some riot talk. You know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it a little bit different this time around. But I have to say, this has been one heck of a week. It has not been an easy week for me at all. First off, I have just been sick to the gut. My head was hurting. I have not gotten a lot of sleep, and that's just been due to the fact um, that I've just been putting in those extra hours. I've really been, as they say, you know, grinding and working hard to make this show a much better quality. My TV actually went out, which was atrocious. I mean, I live for TV, and I've just kind of been paying homage and watching older 90s type of, and early 2000 cartoons, actually. I'm a huge fan of Jackie Chan Adventures, so shout-outs to Jackie Chan for making some good quality um, animation uh, program. It's really great. I Like, I actually can do Uncle be like, one more thing! You must get me my mung bean sandwich. So I can do him pretty well. (laughs) Um, But that tells you how much I watch the show, right? And I also have been watching, if you really want a really interesting spin or twist on the Batman story, uh, there was a show that came out, too, called Batman Beyond. So I've been watching that as well. I just started, of course, season one with Batman Beyond, and I'm now on season two of Jackie Chan Adventures. So so sorry if I give a spoiler alert, Um, but this is pretty much after all of the, the talismans have been, you know, dispersed back to the dark hand. Now there's new demons and... Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. And then the demon, I forgot his name now, um, possesses Vermont. And now, like, they're going on this second journey of him, of the demon releasing his brothers and sisters. So it's really interesting. Um, program and puts a really interesting spin on the Chinese type of folklore and tales out there. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, trying to get back into my fitness. I was, hey, be honest, I was kind of slacking a little bit because I've been putting in the long hours. But you know how that goes. You know how that goes. But let's not waste any time here. We've got Lost and Profound on. How are you? We are fantastic. How are you? I am fantastic for the fact that you guys took the time to really come on, and I have been enjoying your music. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just it's just refreshing to kind of see this reemergence of just good music that's just relaxing and, and soothing to the soul, if I do say so myself. Awesome. That's lovely. Thank you so much. And how could we not call in? Come on. <laughs> I know, right? I heard you guys are a hoot, so I'm really uh glad to to have you on. But 
But what made you decide to go this route? Because, I mean, you know, we live in a time where everything sounds pretty much manufactured. Like, what inspired you guys to say, okay, this is the route and the direction that we want to go to? Well, this is what we've always done. Like, we've been together making music for 30 years so, um, and and it's been this kind of music, like we've evolved as, you know, as you do, but um, it's always been, you know, write the song and and sing it and and keep it organic, you know, that's, that's sort of what we've always done. Terry's a, an amazing songwriter and I'm just lucky enough to be able to get to sing his stuff. Well, I'm lucky to have you, dear. Oh, jeez, now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, this time we specifically set out to, to make something that sort of sounded like the records we listened to growing up, which was, you know, uh, very analog sounding, very warm sounding, um, not too much artifice, like not too many layers, just enough layers to get the point across. And uh, and it suited the material we felt, and so uh, and we all and we also have it out on vinyl. So we really geared all our, you know, the technical process of recording to what it would sound like when we finally got to vinyl. And uh, you know, we sort of it's a throwback sounding record, I think. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, and and uh, a lot of it, you know, for the most part, the band our band is is really phenomenal. So. So uh, so we were able to do a lot of it just live off the floor with not too much, you know, magical interference, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that was so, it's just so impressive to me because, I mean, I've listened to a lot, you know, tons upon tons of, of, of different artists that I've, I've been really blessed to have the chance to listen to. Yeah. I just appreciate that type of originality, do you feel that also comes from, like, your background and how, you know, you have the, I like to say, the essence of, of Canada? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't even know what the essence of Canada is. Well, but... yeah, it's probably something to do with the frost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the cold. Uh, but, yeah, I think there is something that comes, you know, I think there is something to live in a place that's wintry a lot of the the time, and I know parts of the states are like that. But um, uh, it does, I think, give your music a slightly sort of more reflective. You have a lot of time to reflect and not a lot of sunlight. So what happens is you end up having a little bit of a melancholy essence to what you do. I think, um, you know, whether it's Joni Mitchell or Neil Young or you know Leonard Cohen for sure. Um, you know, that there's that little bit of, uh, you know, it's cold up here and it's never light kind of vibe. Yeah, I've I've always found that interesting. Now, for the both of you, do you feel, like, what do you feel are some misconceptions about Canadian music? Because, like, I think one of the misconceptions for me is it's like, you know, it's it's different from American music when in reality to me it's not. I mean I feel like there are a lot of of a lot of in I would say a lot of inspiration and and vice versa because I mean there are a lot of Canadian artists that have performed in the states and I don't really see too much. Of, I mean there are some differences, but what do you feel are maybe some of the main misconceptions from your experience? Well, I think 
that's a big one that you're you're you're, you're speaking about. But um, I mean, I don't think like I mean in Toronto where we live, you know, American bands come through here all the time. Canadian bands play, so you see them all. And really, there you know, good music is good music, and we both really draw from the same influences. Um, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about Canada in the States just because, you know, I have good friends in the States that I've worked with who've never been to Canada. Um, and so, you know, we, we I think there's there's a feeling that, you know, it's really cold all the time. Um, uh, I don't know, Lisa, what would you say? Well, yeah, I think it's it's all kind of crap because, you know, look at all of the amazing artists to come out of Canada, look at all of the amazing um, actors, you know, like Jim Carrey, and you know, it's just, I guess there, there's there's a pool of talent no matter where you are. So really, I think you know, I don't think that we're that different, except we're a little bit farther north. I don't really know, like I don't I don't hear about misconceptions. Uh, regarding music, uh, you know, regarding a difference between American music and Canadian music, really, like, so I'm not really, I can't really speak to that, but certainly I feel like there, there is talent wherever you go, so, you know, it's just a matter of, of listening to it with fresh ears and, and not worrying about where it's coming from, you know what I mean? No, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. That's something that I, I kind of found interesting because, like, a while back, um, I was interviewing a band and they were kind of talking about, you know, Canada and the distance and how sometimes yeah. it can be hard to tour. Like, have you experienced well, yes. that? Uh, that's absolutely true. Like, we're huh. we're planning to do some touring, and because it is so massive it's almost like you have to take it in three or four different um jaunts so you know you do the west coast and you do three or four large areas there and then you do around ontario and quebec and then you know what i mean so it's like to get from the west coast to ontario it's absurd if you're in a van, like we we would just never do it that way. It's just so bloody far. So I get that. To definitely, the distance is an issue for a touring band. I, I totally agree with that. Um, but as far as as the you know the type of music that's coming out, I mean, you get all types of music here. Uh, you know, look at Justin Bieber and 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 look at people. You know, look at Leonard Cohen and and. You know, so it's just like, I don't know, as far as, yeah, the distance, I totally get that, but 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 um, as far as different types of music are concerned, nah, I don't, I'm not sure that that's a huge thing, um, except, I mean, you know, I guess there'd be more um, Spanish-influenced music, you know, in California and places like that, because they're so close to Mexico, right? But other than that, you know, I don't I don't see what the big hairy deal is. Yeah, that's what I've always wondered too. Because like when I would go to, I know for me growing up, when I would go to a record store and I would walk in, they would have a separate section called Canadian content. 
And I was like, oh, this is segregation, like musical segregation at its finest. So, like, I I would turn to my father and be like, well, Dad, what's really the difference? Because we're... You know, we're next door neighbors. Like, is it really necessary to have a a separate section kind of quantifying, like, this is Canadian music? Yeah. Did they also have, like, a U.K. section? No. It was interesting. This one particular um, store I went to, they had, like, it was alphabetical, A to Z. And then there were some sections where it would say, like, you know, Africa. And then I was, like, Canadian content. And I was like, well, what's the difference? (laughs) Well, and for years it was really hard for Canadian bands to break in the states. Yeah. Um, uh, for years and years and years, but now that's kind of broken down too. I mean, there's a lot of Canadian bands that do really well in the states. So I, you know, I think it's kind of dissipating a little bit as more Canadian. You know, the, and the the thing about the state of music, it used to be like you would only get if you were a Canadian band, your record would only be distributed if you had a Canadian deal. It would only be distributed in Canada. Like there was tariffs, and there was you know, um, it was way more territorial. But now you know, with with streaming and and uh, the sort of way music is distributed, it's much easier for Canadians to get heard by Americans than it used to be. So I I think that's going to help break down you know some of those walls and, and those misconceptions. I hope um, you know it's now a band can have kind of global reach right out of the box where that never used to be possible and and you know that's kind of the great thing about the way the music business is is now is that uh you know there's there's growing pains for sure but you know any band can get their album heard uh, around the world just by a few clicks of a button you know so that's that's pretty amazing yeah that's why like i was very you know very impressed of course um the album is called goodbye mine and what inspired that title? I just thought it was really unique. I was when I was listening to it the last couple of days. I was like, okay, I must ask them what does "Goodbye Mine" mean? Well, it's you know, uh, it's the, the title of a song on there, um, and uh, you know, I it really the, the song is about uh, a love ending or an affair ending, um, but ending in a sort of both parties sort of still celebrating the relationship even though it's at an end kind of so it was a goodbye song but it was uh, not a sort of like you know f you song f you song it was more like you know you go and be fantastic uh because you are fantastic sort of thing so like a tender goodbye as opposed to a uh you know a, a sort of like oh my god yeah, get out of my life kind of thing. Yeah, I, it's like you 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 are mine, you'll always be mine, but goodbye, mine. You know what I mean? Mhm. No, I really like that because I'm so sick of all these songs where it's just like, you know, you're the worst person in my life, here are the divorce <laughs> papers and you're out of my life. And it's just like, can we have something where it's more of of a natural breakup? And I love the album art. Can you explain who did that? Because it looked fantastic. So you're talking about the front cover? Yes, the cover. The yeah. Great. Okay, so my idea was for, taken from the lyrics in the track called Goodbye Mine. 
I imagined me as being the person who's on the journey. If you like, take a look at the lyrics. Um, there's a woman who's on a journey, and there's someone who's following her but can't quite fu- get to her. She al- she's always one step ahead. So I just had this vision where I would be almost like almost jumping off a cliff but in the most joyous way it's like yes i'm finally released you know i'm 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 taken off to a better thing um so when we when it was time to do the artwork uh when it was time to do the the photo shoot it was just we live near uh near a cliff uh called the scarborough bluffs Uh, And down at the bottom of the cliff is Lake Ontario. So I imagined that maybe we could get a photo of me almost like taking off over that cliff. But when it came time to do the photo shoot, it was freezing. And it just wasn't feasible to, to get that shot. So the photographer, sorry, there seems to be a very loud plane going overhead. Um... The photographer had a bunch of, you know, other stuff that that we could choose from. So we said, you know, what about if we just shot me with balloons like I'm taking off and then you could superimpose me on something that you have in your archives that look like someone's taking a journey or... And so then he found the shot with the train tracks. Mm -hmm. And... And I also wanted it to be very surreal and kind of colorized, you know, in a in a fantastic, surreal way. So that's what he did. They shot me on green screen with the balloons um, and uh, and then just superimposed me on the train tracks and then did some um, artificial colorization afterwards. Yeah, the photo, the photographer is a guy named Sam Javernus. And uh, he's he's a very creative guy, well known in Toronto. So he also did the band shots in in the uh, uh, like on the back and in the in the open gatefold. Um, and he did a wonderful job. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic, and a lovely, lovely guy. Yes. Yeah, like I really enjoyed that because I was like, I no, I've always found you know that the that the music and the artistry kind of they have this interlaced type of relationship because I feel if you don't have a message which you beautifully explain, um, then it kind of takes away from what you're trying to address. And that's yeah. such a, yeah. a crucial a, a crucial component. And I, I've noticed that in your um, your music. And then to be able to do it independently it is not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is true. It, you know, we we had to uh we had to be very careful um with our money <laughs> because yeah, we we had to 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 do it all ourselves, but we got to work with great people um and uh and we're really happy with with the way it it worked out and all of the reviews are like glowing, so we're just thrilled. Yeah, yeah I've been reading through them. Yeah. Yeah, and the other yeah, thing too, I, th- I think about the artwork. I'm with you. I think that, I mean, when uh, you know, when I buy, uh, when I used to uh, buy a lot of records and even CDs, um, and I've just started collecting vinyl again. And this is part of the reason: one, it sounds great, but two is, is yeah, if the artwork makes a statement too, 
And and if those if the the statement that the artwork makes and the statement that the record makes are sympathetic, it does just deepen the experience. I think. You know, it, yeah. it, it is it's part of the creativity of the the whole project. So I think you're right there. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes a huge difference too. Yeah, but you know the way the the music is is now. So many people just kind of like, it's just the way it is. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but like you release one song at a time, right? So um, so it's like, are you supposed to do artwork for each song? But I mean, I guess the way it is now is that you do a little, try and do a cool little video and release one song and put it up on YouTube or whatever, and that's your artwork, Right. Right, like a lyric. They call them lyric videos. Those are the ones yeah. that are kind of common with a single release. Yeah. Um, we just released a, a video for the song Bad Sister on on the album, and it's a little bit more involved than a lyric video. It's got some really cool imagery. Our um, Actually, our youngest son's girlfriend, her name is uh, Sonia Kargina, She's Russian, and uh, she's a film student and really talented. And we said, you know, just uh, see what you can do, put something together. And and I really like it. And like we've we just released it, and we have tons of uh, of watches, right, Terry? What do you call them? Watches? Views. Views. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And and I like that too. I mean, you know, I do sort of like I mean, the way to do it now, I guess in the new uh, sort of paradigm of the music business is to keep being creative. Like the as much creative as you can share, the better. People love to get new things. So, you know, uh even though this is an album project and we and I do like doing album projects because I think it's a nice amount of work. Uh, and you can really say something in there. Um, you know, it's nice that you can sort of release videos whenever you want, or you know, you can take a little, do a little, you know, artsy film and put it up, and people will see it. Um, or you know, do a cover song one night when you've had a bottle of wine, and then post it. You know, like I think that's a great thing. I think it's it's you know. Uh, it used to be you released an album, then you toured it, and then you sort of then started thinking about writing again. But I think now you have to continually be in a creative state of mind so that you can sort of feed your fans, you know, because we're all hungry for stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I look upon it as a positive. Like, it's good to, you know, stay creative and stay in that sort of mood and, and mode of creating all the time. So... You know, uh, we're going to have more videos, and and we're going to be releasing songs as we go, and and then we may package them up into albums. We'll see, but uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, and I like your the style too. It's it's great, like especially like your like. What do you feel is like your style inspiration? Like fashion wise, you guys are on point. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> looking artists that I've seen where I'm just like, I mean, like fix your clothes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, sorry, what was the question? No, I was asking about like style profile, like because I I've noticed like some of the dresses that you have have a lot of lace. I mean, even on the album art, is is very lace. Like, what is the inspiration like to yours? Uh, I would say your style. 
Ah, that's a hard one. Um, I, uh, I mean, I guess I've always just tried to, um, to work with what works with my body type, right? I mean, you can't really go by what, what is, is out there right now. I mean, you sort of can, but I just work with, with what works with my body type and, and, um, and what, you know, what works with my hair and that kind of thing. I'm not really sure. I mean, I really like a lot of the, um, of the uh, fashions from the 60s, like Twiggy and, um, and uh, Edie, Sedgwick. Edie Sedgwick, yeah, and models like that. I really, so I guess if I had to pick anyone that that kind of um pushed me to wear to the look that I have on that album I did go back to take a look um at you know when I was deciding what I was going to be wearing I did go back and take a look at Edie Sedgwick and Twiggy and that kind of thing because I just kind of have that that pixie hair kind of look um and uh yeah so but who knows what will happen with the next one right well uh it's always a work in progress yeah i just i i just love that like how you know people take the time to just kind of put their prof like style kind of profile together uh because a lot of times people just kind of well, some people just kind of go with what they feel with relevancy um, instead right. of looking at things from maybe, you know, a historical perspective or, you know, maybe from the sense of what makes them feel um, comfortable. And from, I would say from your experience, I mean, you guys have over, you know, 30 years, like what are some things that you would give advice to people who want to enter this industry or just someone who wants to be creative in general. Um, because I think a lot of times people want to go with the status quo because it's easier to be recognized or to go more commercial when in your case, you have proven that um, as long as you know how to budget and you, you have, you know, that uh, concept and you go forth with it, that you can make a successful album. I mean, I've read the reviews you know, and of course, people there will be people who are negative, and those people, some of them are idiots. But uh, <laughs> they're all idiots. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it, I just love that you guys have something that's tangible and and solid. And I know so many people would love to hear the advice that you have to give because you would not have been around this long if you didn't make mistakes and you didn't come forth and understand, you know, how to improve and be better at what you do. Right. Well, you know, I think you know. I'll, I'll, I'll say, and then Lisa can say what she thinks, because we might have two different uh, things. But um, you know, we've always been very true to ourselves. Um, and well, I, I mean, I think Lisa and I are lucky because um, from the moment we sort of got together, we had a sound. Um, her voice suited my songwriting, and 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 vice versa. So in a way, we kind of fell into a sound um, that we both liked. Um, you know, so we were lucky. I think that's a lucky thing, and I don't think that happens all the time. But I would say creatively, you know, just don't give up. I mean, if you have a creative spark, uh, it's there for a reason. And and you know, if you 
don't pay attention to it, it's 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 going to eat away at you. Um, so you know that's the first thing is is don't give up. Stay creative. Stay you know it's you know people grow up with parents who say no don't don't do that. There's no money in it. Well, there that's not necessarily true. There might you know give it a shot if you want to give it a shot and, and be patient. Um, and you know work hard, but but uh, be true to whatever your muse is. Um, you know, a lot of times the bands that that really you know can go large are groundbreaking bands who, you know, are doing what they want to do, and it just happens to be it clicks with people. So, you know, I, I think that's what I would say is, is you know be patient, go for it for sure. If you feel like you want to, don't be don't let other people dissuade you, and and keep working and keep working and and uh, and you will. I mean, I feel like we we are continually growing, and I think we're we're getting better than we ever have been, and and it that's you know that's that's very gratifying after you know a, a you know five or six albums that we've done, you know, to see that we you know we're getting better. We I think. What do you think, Lisa? What what's the advice you'd give? Yeah, I I agree with everything that you said. Um, you know, there's no shame in in working and take you know having a day job and still being creative like we raised two kids and, and both had day jobs and you know we've become successful people in in other aspects of of our lives ju- not just musically right so there's no shame in like in like um being true to yourself and being true to your art and also you know having having a day job and 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 supporting your family and stuff like that like so many people think that you can only do one or the other no it's not true like it it's possible to do both it's not easy like you can't be on the road all the time and that kind of thing um but but it's possible to like live well and and live honestly and authentically and and still you know follow what you want to do creatively and 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 as long as as you're doing what's coming out of you as long as you're creating what's authentically inside of you there's nothing wrong with that it doesn't matter you know everybody wants to have an audience um, but not everybody's going to hit it big, and that doesn't matter. I mean, look at all of you know, look at all of the uh, amazing artists who don't become successful until after they're dead. Thank God they didn't give up because you know everybody said they were shit at the time, right? Right. And and also another thing that I would say is, um, if you if you're making an album or if you're making music or whatever and you're listening really closely to what's going on right now and the little and the little technological tricks and the way things sound and you decide that you're going to go that way and make your music sound like you know what the new what the new thing is that everybody's doing remember that it's going to be dated in 10 years right people are going to say oh yeah i remember that was like 
you know, back in whatever, in 2015, when everybody was using that particular gadget to make their music sound like everybody else's, well, remember that it's going to make you sound dated. So if you want your music to be to be um, timeless, then just do what's in your heart and don't worry about what everybody, all the gadgets and bullshit that everybody else is using. Does that make sense? No, yeah. like, honestly, that, no, that's very true. That's something that um, even myself that I've had to learn is, like, when I started doing this show, I was, like, trying to, you know, sound like someone else or mm-hmm. um, trying to be, you know, fill in the blank. But I think the reason why people appreciate both of you and I think they, you know, appreciate what I do is that everything that I do comes from my experience and everything that you guys do, you know, comes from the knowledge and, and that journey that you have and, and will continue to have. I will definitely have you back on. Um, I think that the both of you... Are, are legends to me um, because <laughs> thank you so uh, much <laughs> because I mean a legend to me is someone who can fully be honest like that is the best advice hands down I have heard on this program oh yeah um, yeah well because we've made the mistake like yeah. we you know on on certain albums it's like okay that yeah now that sounds dated because we chose to make it sound like whatever right you know. And so you learn by your mistakes, that's for sure. Yeah, and don't be afraid to make them. You know, everyone does. It's, you know, it is a path, you know, and 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 and, and if you could just remember that, it's a path, it's it's a journey, it's not a sprint. Yep, um, it's a marathon. You know, uh, just be true to yourself as, you, as much as you can, and you, you'll probably make some mistakes, but at least at the end of the day you can say, you know, I did what I thought was best, I created what I wanted to create and uh you know that's a good feeling yes that definitely is so um definitely let the audience know how to keep in touch with you anything new i'll have to check out you know the music video that you have um out now i will Mm -hmm. and i have to listen to the cd again i really enjoyed it like i was just sitting down i was like oh this is so soothing this is great nice good so glad to hear it. Thank yeah. you so much. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. and people can go to lostandprofound.ca uh, and really find everything. It's like a guide. It's a map to everything Lost and Profound, so it'll find our YouTube channel and, and Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that and where to buy the record or where to stream it. So download. that's probably their best bet. Yep. Absolutely. I, I am so glad to have the both of you on. And, and like I've mentioned before, I mean – you know, you guys make timeless music. It's something that is hard to do. There are so many people, like you said, that they make music and it's, you know, 10 years, you know, and then people are like, oh, yeah, that's so 2005, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but I don't think that's what you guys do. I mean, this is a record to me, honestly, that I could listen to it a year from now and it's still relevant because the subject matter is something that always affects people. Yeah, totally. I think so, yeah. Definitely. But I will have to have the both of you back on. Um, anything, you know, new that comes up, please keep me informed. Because uh, I always, I, I, yes, I always enjoy, 
you know, talking to people who have intellectual brilliance. And, and I feel the both of you um, have demonstrated that um, not only today, but, but just from, you know, reading about you guys, I, I'm always impressed with people who um, use their, their knowledge as, as experience. Well, thank you so much well, for having us, and we'd be most happy to come back anytime. Absolutely. And the both of you take care. You know, kick off your feet, maybe watch some football. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make dinner. <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna open a bottle of wine. <laughs> He's gonna eat I, dinner. <laughs> I don't blame you. I think that's probably what I'm gonna I, I think after I'm gonna like clean my car and just like sleep. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> awesome. Well thanks again for having us. I hope to talk to you soon. Yes, thank you so much, Lisa and Terry. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, of course, that was Lisa and Terry from Lost and Profound. Yes. Okay, I know I sounded like I have been jumping rope for too long. But, no, I really love people like Lisa and Terry that make these iconic – this is legendary – all that advice that you just heard from both of them is advice that I wish that I had when I started um, doing online radio and being a internet personality. I mean, this is 30 years of experience you just heard now, and that's what makes this show so special. This is not me being cocky. This is not me being arrogant, but it's just I feel so blessed to have the interviews that I have with people on this program. And it just really, it it just really blows my mind. And and I'm so forever grateful um, that I can, you know, talk to people like this and meet people who really care, you know, who really, really do care about what they do. And, And I just think that's so important to really care about what you do, because if you don't care about what you do, then honestly, you're you're not going to enjoy your life and you're not going to enjoy, you know, the things that really make you happy. And, and I think that's something that I learned greatly from Lost and Profound today. And and I really, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> and that, that takes a lot for me to be speechless. But, but honestly, I, I always respect people that take the time to do what they do. But let's get back into the music, shall we? And I have a special uh, record coming up very soon from a young lady who, wow, that's all I have to say is wow, wow, and more wow. But this young lady coming up right now, her name is Brittany T. Please check out her mixtape. You can get it on datpiff.com. It's called Jack Rabbit Volume 1. This is my homegirl here because, you know, doesn't matter what race you are. If you make good music and you are a woman that rocks, you're my homegirl. Here's Brittany T with Make It Work. Okay. Talking like you pussy, throwing dirt all on your name. Damn, who, who the fuck wants some drama? 
Don't think this shit's sweet, cause I'm trying to shave my karma. I smack a bitch, I rap a bitch, don't give a fuck about it, bitch. Rap it like you back that shit, your bars is barely accurate. Mention me, forget the gram. I'm really going at the bitch. 25 racks and shit, like what the fuck was that again? Oh, you don't, you don't want that pressure. I creep up in the dark, like the roaches on your dress. A little bitch, so let me catch it. Cause you're bound to learn a lesson. I'll put your mother and brother into a great depression. No, we stressing. Why Britney had to bring a weapon? I really think she's crazy. You was right, bitch. I was trying to warn your daughter, I'm not the one to be tested, tested, I take it to extreme measures, I was trying to keep it feminine, but I wanted me aggressive, now you got it, I counted 16 in my wallet, just to bust it up and dream, make a scene and hit the valley, uh, come clean, bitch, I'm got it, whole team, where the dally, where the bean, where the poppy, we've been watching bitches up since we was rocking that hardy, Pelly with the Maury's, where the gods brought with Charlie, you was hoping it would end, but we just getting started, like, throw your set up in the air like a dirt bike. Get that pussy wetter in the lid, fuck a turnpike. Rock that good leather, good pair, red foreign like, foreign like. Who that shit? Who that shit? Move it, do that shit, do that shit, do it. Who that shit? Who that shit? Move it, do that shit, do that shit, do it. Okay, killing the street, killing the beat. Best of believe I'm killing these beats. Killing with ease, you feeling the heat. Never deceive, that's sending to me. I was taking acres out in LA like the Lakers. LA leakers in my speakers out in Philly taking cheese. In New York, I need a pizza Hit the major digging Let Marina with my beaches What the fuck you thought this season? I'm about to start stunting on these niggas for no reason He was rushing, I was coming The nigga was barely breathing You ain't gotta go home But you gotta get the fuck out Okay, now I sound like Johnny McGovern from Hey Queen. Shout outs to them, Johnny McGovern and Lady Red Couture. How you doing? No, (laughs) that is my horrible Wendy Williams impression there. But speaking of Wendy Williams, before we get into our another featured artist of the day, I have to say Wendy Williams is coming to the Riverside Theater on July 30th. And I I told myself, I said, you know, I enjoy her hot topics. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I may not agree with everything that Wendy Williams stands for and is about, but I will say her hot topic show is very solid. She has a great production team that really helped to make that the, the hot topics fantastic. And you learn a lot too, especially about the intricate parts of of pop culture and some things in ratchetry culture because let's be honest some of us people of color in hollywood we need to do better because a lot of us you know when we break up with someone you don't need to answer to black twitter you don't need to answer 
excuse me, to any social media. If you have a breakup, just do it privately and, and just amicably and just do it respectfully, you know? But she, but I digress. So she's coming and I decided to take a look at the tickets. You know, I went on uh, Ticketmaster to see, you know, how much these tickets are. Let me break it down for you. She has a VIP package that starts at a, well, not starts, pardon me. It's $175 per person. And then on top of that mess, individual tickets are $69 per person. Now, from the reviews that I've read of some of the previous shows that she's done in the past, it's been kind of mixed. Some people felt like, you know, it wasn't really worth all the money that you're paying for it. But other people, you know, the people who are the Wendyaholics, you know, her co-hosts, as she likes to call them on the program, that it was worth it. But here's my thing. Personally, I feel that do you need to make money? Yeah, you know, it's her career. But I think there is a fine line between making pricing for tickets that's respectable to your fans and then making pricing in a way where it's like you're just trying to get money out of them. And that's just how I personally felt. Like, I felt like those ticket prices are so high. Now, coinciding that, Russell Peters is going to be coming to Milwaukee, I believe, October 6th. So I am definitely going to that because I love him. You know him from the show Last Comic Standing. Love, love, love him. Guess how much his tickets were? Forty-two fifty. And Russell Peters is a very hilarious, well-respected comic. He's been everywhere, okay? Now, look at the price difference. So why is it, for some reason, that my own people, African and, you know, the African-American community, some of us make things so hard, so high-priced, that I don't think it's fair, okay? Do I respect Wendy Williams? Yes. If it was not for her... You know, many of us would not sit down and have the programs that we have today. I have to give credit where credit is due, especially the shock jock, um, because Wendy really was one of the very few women of color out there, you know, that was doing the Howard Stern thing. I mean, at that time, it was just Howard Stern, you know, and of course, Bob and Brian. Um, But Bob and Brian, to me, are not, they're not shock jocks. They're just very, you know, intellectual, and they like to, you know, give good points. But I can see how some people could um, say that they're semi, you know, shock jock. Um, But like, for me personally, I I mean, I just feel that you got to make affordability when it comes to the pricing of your tickets. I I, like for me personally, if God ever blessed me and I had a chance to do a tour like Wendy Williams or Russell Peters, I would make this is exactly what I would do. I would have one show that would be free admittance and I would do it for the super fans, like my fans that are devoted. They come every show. You know, I do a free show. And then I would have a you know a show where there would be tickets involved, but those tickets would also include other guests besides myself. So you're getting what you're paying for. Now, with this $175 VIP thing for her, it's kind of like her comedy kind of tour um, where she kind of talks about the stuff that's not the talk show host, you know, version of Wendy, but you get like an autograph, like, like some autograph memorabilia and I think you get her book and you get to meet her and stuff. But I think you should not have to pay to meet Wendy Williams. 
that's just me, okay? Um, I, I just think that that's important to, you know, make things accessible to your fans. It's important to make profit, but I think that you don't want to make profit out of ridiculous, excessive pricing. I mean, it is to me, I, I just think that's crazy. I mean, I understand you are, you know, well-respected as, you know, a an entertainer. You know, she did go, you know, to college for, for broadcasting. She is well-educated, um, you know, but I, at the same time, I just think, you know, that you should make things affordable. But I digress. Let's talk about our featured artist here. Her name is Petra. This young lady, I... Shout outs to Avery, okay? Avery is my girl for introducing me to this young lady. I have to say, from the bottom of my heart, this girl is talented, okay? For her being so young, she sings, she songwrites. I know that sounds cliche, but here's the other thing. She also plays piano on top of that, and she's a dancer, okay? And that's really rare to see that, you know, these days, because I I just kind of noticed from a musical industry standpoint, things are starting to slowly become niche-based again. But this girl, we really can't put her in a category. Please make sure you check out her page, her official page, which is at P-A-Y-T-R-A, so that's Petra.W-E-E-B-L-Y.com, so Petra.Webly.com. Um, Petra's world and yeah she's absolutely amazing I love this young lady Um, yeah she she's great you're really going to enjoy this record this is our featured new artist on the rise here hey gotta start a new segment here's Petra's with ambitions and I hope you enjoy it okay so young take your life for a test ride feel free stop breathing from the
for your marabondi sauna You know why? Cause we need that gun, you know gonna These other MCs' careers are tragic They stuck in the same spot like ATM traffic Did you cruise on Diri Mu Highway? Headed straight to the top and now they try to do it my way I'm gonna tell you about no gun, now I'm killing it I'm gonna get my temper, I'm gonna get my temper I'm gonna get my temper, I'm gonna get my temper I'm gonna get my temper, I'm gonna get my temper
And of course, that is London's very own 77 with free. No. <laughs> of course, we are winding down here at the Curvy Melhead Show. And if you're just listening in or tuning in, of course, gotta give a special shout out to my crew at theindieauthority.com. Gotta give a shout out to Lady Spitfire and the rest of the fabulous, high quality programming that is on the Indie Authority. And I am just always going to say I, I just love the crew over there. I love the fact that they support this show. And hey, if you can't listen to it right now live on Thursday, you can listen to it as a repeat on the IndieAuthority.com on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Central Time. So if I've warmed up my tea and my voice sounds as sexy as Robert Goulet, it's time for the alternative beatdown. And this is where I just cover what's going on in the wonderful world of news, especially in the world of rock and metal. So the first thing I have to address, is shout out to all of the awesome female MCs out here, especially the ones that I see on Twitter. They are really, really working hard and producing some really high quality music. Now, let's be honest here. Are there sucky female MCs? Yeah. You know, there are some that just don't have the talent and because they think some of them think because they have a pretty face that makes them an MC. No. Gotta give shout-outs, too. Special shout-outs. I gotta give Jean Grey. I gotta give Rhapsody. I I definitely have to give a shout-out to Babs, Bunny, and the crew as well over at Queen of the Ring because those ladies do not play, okay? If you want to really see battling at its finest, go to a Queen of the Ring event. You will not be disappointed. Another thing I want to address, too, are these fake gamer geek girls pardon me here i have my (laughs) my phone of course went off how horrible is that and of course you know now i love og janassa so i'm in love with the cool cool no not really (laughs) no no the song is catchy though i i will i will give points on that uh but let's get back to the topic at hand these fake gamer like geek girls that show their boobs and Stuff like that. Like, I've noticed a lot of that on Twitch. Um, now, today, I decided that I am going to incorporate a webcam into my gameplay on Twitch. I have a sister channel now that's called Sin TV, and Sin TV, once again, stands for Smart Intelligent News. Um, so, on Sin, I cover you know, things like this, like gaming, you know, gameplays. And if I have like an interview with a very, you know, intellectual based guest, that's where you're going to see it. So I decided to do this channel just because I just felt there is a huge lack, a very huge lack of multicultural gamers out there. And especially female gamers that are not showing their boobs on Twitch. It is so annoying. As much as Casey Tron is very intelligent, obviously you can see why people like her. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, okay? She's got racks for days. And then we have people like Tara Babcock as well. You know, these are all pretty girls. So, you know, it's like, come on. You know, they complain and get tired of all the friend requests that, you know, some of male, you know, some of 
male gamers reaching out to them. But can you blame these guys? You're attractive, ladies, okay? So when you're super attractive, you're going to get a lot of attention. And then you have some of these female, quote-unquote, female gamers that want to sit down and complain about how it's so it sucks for them to get invited to be on a show. Anytime I get invited to be on a program, whether it's an online program or a web show or whatever it may be, I am always grateful and humbled for that because you know what? They don't have to do that for me. So to all of these, you know, and and, and not all the female gamers I mentioned, you know, like Casey Tron, she actually does, you know, do gaming. And Tara Babcock, she does gaming too. But I mean, obviously they look like, supermodel kind of ladies you know so and their boobs are the focal point so I don't blame people for you know putting them in this kind of fake gaming kind of category and fake to me is not like their boobs fake to me is more of like you're just doing it because you know it's getting you an audience and I really hope that that's not what Tara Babcock and Casey Tron are doing I really hope that they're gaming for the sake of enhancing the gaming community because it's already enough that female gamers get harassed and bothered and don't get me wrong male gamers get harassed and bothered as well Um, but I just think when you're a lady gamer you want to act like a lady gamer and be classy and actually go on twitch for what it's for and that's gameplay and that's what I intend to do you can check out my twitch which is at twitch.tv slash sin TV now, and I talk about all kinds of news and give commentary while I'm playing. The current game that I'm playing right now is Dungeon Fighter Online. And shout out to DFO, aka Dungeon Fighter Online, for having a new character, the female slayer, which I'm going to be showcasing hopefully tonight after I finish cleaning my car. And of course, doing Riot Girl, my story where I do my makeup and look cute before going on gameplay, but I share my stories too. And it's not about me looking cute. I mean, I'm pretty ugly. Let's be honest here. <laughs> no kidding. I cause car accidents. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? So this is coming from PR Newswire for journalists. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, this is the world's first in gaming, in theater gaming league brings Minecraft and kids to the Atlantic cinemas. This summer, the world's first in theater gaming league, Super League Gaming will give gamers the unique opportunity to socialize and play side by side in movie theaters across the country. So this is really cool. It was actually founded by a group of dads, and this startup is taking over 80, more than 80 movie theaters across 25 major U.S. cities. So it's actually going to be a Super League Gaming tour. So it's going to, these are some of the, um, they've, this is what they've partnered with. So they've partnered with Google Entertainment Group, AMC Theaters, Cinemark Theaters, as well as the IPIC Theaters. These are the luxurious theaters. Um, so definitely, I think this is great. I think that this is going to help kids do something that's more, you know, productive. I mean, I get sick of these parents that are always trying to knock their kids for gaming. You know what? If I decide to have children someday, I would rather have my kids gaming and reading books and being intellectual than, you know, dating some bum and ending up on a washed up episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. But that's just me. That's just me. Let's move on into the world of rock. This is coming from 
rollingstone.com apparently keith richards announced his new solo ep which is called cross-eyed heart the rolling stones may be wrapping up their zip code tour next week but keith richards doesn't plan on gathering moss the guitarist will release cross-eyed heart his third solo album since 1992's Main Offender on September 18th with the first single Trouble, which is set for release on July 17th. So I think this is really good. I think, you know, I get tired of, of some of these older rockers out here that are like, oh, I'm old and I'm decrepit, a quote unquote decrepit. You know, age is just the number. I think it's really the way you treat yourself is the way how, how you're going to feel yourself and I think really it's good for the older rockers out there to continue doing music because guess what? There is there is always an audience for your music. The only time that you become irrelevant is when you stop making music or if you don't have enough of a catalog that keeps people interested. And I just think this is great. I, I think that Keith Richards, is this is cool. So I'm going to definitely take a listen to it when that single does come out. And I will keep you posted and let you know what I think about it. And speaking of recharging batteries, this is coming from blabbermouth.net. Sebastian Bach needs to recharge his batteries before making another studio album. So this is what happened. Metal Wani's Don Brown did an interview with Sebastian Bach. And this is interesting because he mentioned this. He says, to be honest, I've got to recharge my I've got to recharge my batteries a little bit. I've been gi- I have given everything I have. I am so exhausted, not from performing tonight, but from 30 years of this. I'm going to admit it to you. I need to recharge my shit in order to make a record that is good as that record. But I will do a record someday. And then he went on to say the following. I'm telling you, fans, go buy the albums I already did. Not that I'm complaining or anything. I'm saying it's going to be a while before you get a new record from me. I'm not going to rush it. And this is from previous release, which is called Give Em Hell, which came out in 2014. And actually, what I found interesting is it took two years for him to make this record. Now, don't get me wrong, Sebastian Bach. I love his music. Sebastian Bach, Skid Row, love him. I mean, he he was very hot back in the day, you know, and he still looks good, you know. Um, but hey, all that rocking and rolling, it can catch up to you. And that's one thing that I would like, you know, for the fans of some of these artists to understand is that these artists are actually human flesh, okay? Whether they are playing a character, whether it's gore or, you know, immortal or any of those bands, they, you know, even Slipknot for crying out loud, eventually you're going to have overload or eventually you're just wanting to do something else. Now, when music is your career, it's a really interesting conundrum because it's like a part of who you are, but it's not completely who you are sometimes. So one thing I would like for some of these super fans to understand is that Sebastian Bach and some of these other artists, they've been doing this for the decades. So it's like they need a break. So I completely agree with Sebastian Bach. You definitely need a break. Um, And I did enjoy Give Him Hell. Um, But I I just think that he really does need to take time to find out, you know, what what he really enjoys outside of people knowing him just for the music. Now, I know, you know, many times when artists say they're taking a break, also, they're doing stuff on the side. So they may have side projects. They may be helping other, you know, bands get their stuff going. 
They may be helping their families and things like that. So I just really hope that people respect Sebastian Brock's kind of sabbatical going on here. Um, But on the flip side of it, it's like it sounded a little bit like he was complaining. And I think he should really be grateful that he's still relevant because there are a lot of rock artists and bands out there who are legendary in their own right, um, but they don't get the respects and props like how Sebastian Bach gets, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, you could talk about that all day. Now, I had a chance also to listen to Murder of My Sweets uh, lyric video for Humble Servant. I really do not care for the vocalists of this band, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I, I really, her voice just is kind of blah. Like it, it just doesn't really work. See, here's the thing I have a problem with these, with some of these modern symf- symphonic metal bands is just because you put a woman in your band that doesn't necessarily negate that the music is going to be high quality. If you have a vocalist whose voice is subpar, in this case, this young lady here, her voice is just not it's not there. I, I really, um, her name is Angelica um, Ryland. Uh, Angelica is just not there. The song really does not match her voice. I feel she's really trying hard. And I mean, you can look at the, you know, their pictures. I mean, you know, she is the focal point of this band. You know, she's got the corset on in the very stereotypical classic symphonic metal look. But I really feel like just because the girl is hot, that doesn't mean that the album is necessarily going to be successful. And I mean, true success to me is having musicians that make good quality music. Don't get me wrong. The rest of the band, the instrumentation is on point. I enjoyed that, but I just really did not enjoy her voice. So let me know what you think of The Murder of My Suite. I I would really pass on them, to be quite honest. And finally, this is a key story I really wanted to talk about briefly. This is from InsideHigherEd.com. So, President Obama's push for free community college has yet to be shunned aside by the debt-free college ideas his aspiring Democratic successors are talking up. Oregon now is poised to follow Tennessee as the second state with a plan on the books to provide free two-year college. And the Democrats in the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives introduced bills Wednesday that seek to make Obama's federal proposal a reality. The proposed legislation lacks any Republican support, not surprised. However, so the bills are unlikely to go anywhere, which I am not surprised, okay? So here's an interesting turning point. Yet the Oregon promise, which the legislator passed last week and which Governor Kate Brown, a Democrat, is expected to sign, is an indication that the concept of free community college has some momentum. So this is what's really interesting to me about why the Republicans are so anti against this. This is just my personal view. I think the reason why the Republicans are like trying to make this so difficult is because it's going to change the social economic structure in this country. Let's be honest. The people with privilege, aka uh, some of these Republicans out here who have the, you know, who have gone to the best colleges and who have done all these things, you know, which some of us who are not, you know, part of the privilege, uh, the societal privilege train has not had a chance to endure. This is the reason why they don't want community college to be free because it will give a chance. For people who are disadvantaged, and I'm talking about people of all 
you know, ethnic and religious affiliations to be able to go to school and do something proper. Now, these are the same Republicans, some of them, that are complaining about, you know, the increased crime rates and, you know, we need more job security and helping people and blah, 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 you know, and people want to sit down and complain about it. Well, here, Obama's giving a solution. So regardless if you're a Republican, Libertarian, I don't care what party you're on. The fact of the matter is education is a great stepping stone for reducing things over time. Don't get me wrong. People, there are just people who are going to be criminal, and that's really sad, but that's just how it is. But sometimes if you give people an alternative and if you give people the chance to believe in themselves that they can go to school and they ha- and, and it's a it's free, you know, or at least it's affordable for them to go to school. Guess what? Things like unnecessary crime, things like other stuff like that, we'll start to see a dissipation of that. But if we continue, you know, to have you know, Republicans and and Democrats and every party out there fighting each other, it's completely, it it really defeats the purpose, you know? And and what I found really interesting is that, um, that Oregon has proposed the legislation. So Mark has, Mark has, who is a a democratic uh, Senator in Oregon has proposed the the legislation And that means that the state will spend $10 million a year to fill in the tuition gaps that the state and financial aid don't cover. But the students that are eligible will also receive a minimum grant of $1,000, which they can use for transportation books and other expenses. So if we make two-year college free, okay, that will help for things like the unnecessary financial gaps and stuff like that. And also, I think, I wonder if some of these Republicans are actually thinking about the actual students that go through what they go through, okay? I mean, some of these students, they have hundreds of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, depending on who you talk to, in loan debt, okay? So, I I mean... I just want some of these, you know, these these Republicans, you know, and some of the people who are against this um, bill from going into fruition to really understand that this is helping our society. This is helping America. And I get so sick and tired of politicians talking about, especially Republican politicians talking about they want our country to be better or, you know, and even politicians in general, they want our country to be better. Well, guess what? The only way for our country to be better is if we have opportunities for people of all social economic structures to make it, okay? And whether you're liberal like me or you're libertarian, at the end of the day, I care being successful and being good at what they do. And if more politicians thought that way, if more people, whether you like Obama, you know, as a person or whether you you don't care for his political affiliation, fine. But just think about the social economic improvements that would help. And and when when America continues to do this more, we're going to have better globalization, which will help us to continue doing well overseas and in other regions because the more we educate people here in America about multicultural studies, about social economic issues, about 
how you know how news is actually relevant and it's not only you know stuff that's coming from the mainstream but stuff that's coming from people like me or from alternative news markets that's the better we're going to have more intellectual people i see this in europe it blows my mind how if you watch some american tv and then you watch the tv that's in europe the programming is it's like night and day sometimes and now America is starting to really see that. I'm starting to see more intellectual documentaries being made in this country. That's fantastic. And I'm starting to see that, you know, when I when I look at stuff in Europe and I look at the BBC and just how wonderful their programming is and how they're talking about shout outs to all the people who are suffering, the people who are have unfortunately low social economic status that are suffering in London because of the doggone housing shortage and nobody wants to do anything about that? Tell me if that's not absurd. Okay, we have these problems here in America too. There's so many young, intelligent young people and even grown adults, you know, families that can't even get decent housing and then they give the housing to these people who don't even care and they damage the housing and they ruin the opportunity for others or they're just cutting people's housing and they don't really care because they already are established. No one is thinking about the different levels of socioeconomic structure sometimes or the socioeconomic structure sometimes in this country. So let's briefly move on to food for thought cuz oh this it would get me I could talk about that all day. But one thing that I love about, you know, what Lisa and Terry were saying is that there's nothing wrong with having a day job. There is nothing wrong being humble and being grateful for what you have and what you do and you learn from your mistakes and that is what makes you a better person. For me personally, there's nothing wrong with that. I am a creative person, you know, I'm doing the entertainment thing, but at the same time I'm a student. I'm a, you know, I work. I do these things because you never know where opportunities will take you is if you always have an alternative route. And I'm telling this just because there are so many young people, you know, from time to time that contact me and they, you know, they're interested in being in the entertainment industry and they want to quit their their day job to be a rapper and go on America's Got Talent. Let me tell you, those stories you see on America's Got Talent or the people who actually win, that doesn't necessarily negate to their success. There are many people that I have talked to, you know, for I was really blessed to talk to a young lady who was on the show, The um, the X Factor. And she even, you know, even though she didn't win the competition, she still is grinding every day to get her music out there and for people to listen to it and hear it. And she has a very brilliant voice. And she's a very talented young lady. But, the you know, it's so saturated. There's 50 million girls who want to be Britney Spears. But guess what? There's only one Britney Spears. There's only one Nicki Minaj. And I don't care how many butt, in, you know, injections you may get. The, re- the fact of the matter is you always need to have a backup plan. There's nothing wrong being a radio host, you know, or being an online personality like myself and having a day job. That's just the reality of life. The entertainment industry, it's not like how it was, you know, during Motown era, you know, during the 60s, 70s and 80s, where you could, you know, really make a lot of money just from being an artist because there was a market for that. This is not to say that there's not a market now, but it's changed. It's greatly changed. 
So please, to my young people or to anybody listening right now, if you want to be in entertainment, you want to be a creative, whether you want to be a photographer, a producer, whatever route you may want to go, even if it's not entertainment, please make sure you have an alternative plan. Please. Because if you don't and you don't make it, you will go into, and that has happened to me, you know, you will go into the deepest, darkest depression you will ever have because you really feel, you'll feel deep down inside that you failed when overall you didn't. It's just that not everybody, you know, and I agree with what Lisa was saying, you know, don't get into entertainment because you're trying to be the next Lady Gaga or you're, you know, success comes in different levels and everybody has their time. Right now, it's Nicki Minaj's time. But guess what? Nicki Minaj will have to step down someday and somebody else will be, you know, the it girl. So I always strive to, you know, and I will always be someone that's an educator and a researcher. But I know the reality is, is that I, that's why I'm in grad school. Because I want to make sure that, you know, in the future, if, you know, online, you know, media is not as hot like how it is now, that I can go and be an educator and work in the, you know, in the realm of teaching people about this industry and teaching them the right way. Because it's one thing, you can have a cute face and all that, but that only lasts so long. You know, beauty is 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 not always timeless. So you have to have realistic standards if you're going to, you know, if you're going to survive and make it in this industry. So I could talk all day long about that, but I'm not going to. We're going to get back into the music here before the show ends. I want to thank once again Lisa and Terry from Lost and Profound and... Goodbye Mine is the CD. Please go out and get that. It is a great record. If you're just having a bad day and you just want to relax, that is a it is a very multi-layered, very talented record. You definitely want to check that out as well. Also check me out to Sister Channel Sin TV Now, which is youtube.com slash user slash S I N T V now. You can also check out my other channel for the curvy metalhead show youtube program which is at youtube.com slash user slash belasian quita just b-l-a you put asian belasian and then quita which is my first name q-u-i-t-a one word put that together and you will find some really amazing programming on there as well um if i do say so myself <laughs> a cup of arrogance no uh, jk jk uh but yeah i always enjoy doing this show thank you to everybody who sends me these letters of encouragement. And, and I also got to give a shout out to, to my European audience um, because I, I really appreciate the love that I get in the UK. Um, I just appreciate Europe in general um, because they've really embraced me when so many people, um, even my American audience sometimes will criticize me and, you know, say I'm ugly and stupid. And the people in the UK really embrace and tell me I'm beautiful and tell me I'm wonderful. And this is not to say there are not people in the U.S. who don't support me as well. I will never negate that. Um, but I, I just really appreciate the overseas audience because they really understand what I'm doing when sometimes my American audience, some of them, um, don't understand what I'm doing. And I'm really trying to make, you know, the Kirby Metalhead show a place of intellectual understanding and growth. This is not a show to be ratchet. There are plenty of ratchet, you know, African women out there that talk garbage and do all that. 
there's enough of us out here. What I'm really trying to do and what I'm really trying to strive for is to be a platform that shows that entertainment can be taken intellectually and and topics can be talked about in an intellectual matter that not only makes you think, but it makes you reflect upon yourself because that's how you grow as a human being or as a person in general. So always remember to stay classy and don't be trashy. You can also check me out on Twitter at Curvy Metal. And this song is, oh man, I've got, I have to pick a song that is is just going to be a bang and it's going to just start off, it's going to really start off the the weekend because I I tell you, and shout outs also to to the Indie Authority where you can listen to the show on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Central Time. Let's get some Isaiah Banks. I don't know what happened to this girl. This girl, what, what? She's not on Twitter anymore, you know, blasting people. I always enjoy that. But here's one of my favorite records by her, Chasing Time. Damn, nigga, damn. Took a chance on you, double dip the king. Go! Yeah. I want somebody who can take it apart. Switch me back together, make me into who I want to be. But all you ever do is sit in the dark.
I bet I think you know exactly who I am But in case you don't know where to find me Check me out If you look for fashion in Blossom Magazine Don't be surprised if Google gives you BB If you look for curls, you're in the right place Yes, I got that too, but nothing beats the place
You cry. 